What up, though? What up, what up? What is up, motherfucker? <laughs> We're back. We're back again. I'm starting to lose count of episode numbers. I don't even want to count these shits yeah, no more. Let's just back again. Let's just run it. Let's just run it. We got an exciting lineup. Um, got some exciting weed to smoke. What is it? Um, Blue we're dream. smoking Blue Dream. Yeah. That's right. Blue, Blue Dream. Dream. Yeah, good stuff. Good like stuff. It. Good stuff. Um, anyway, so um, let's go ahead and kick this thing right off. Shout out to HPC, our supplier, <laughs> of course. Um, dope man. Right. Patient <laughs> Indeed. Shout out to HPC. Um, shout out to Old Pal. This is who our Blue Dream is coming from. Um, this is my first time. I'm actually trying blue dream from old pal um so i am excited and i am looking forward um to getting to our uh news articles for today right as am i um so before we get into it i mean going want to say um because i always forget i want to remind everybody we are now streaming on spotify we are now streaming on apple Podcasts. we are now streaming on google play we are also streaming um course anchor that's our yeah so um you can check us out in any one of those platforms type in cannabis and conversation we're also on twitter um at cannabis conver one once again we're twitter um cannabis conver one and you can check us out on instagram that's cannabis convo 19 instagram cannabis convo 19 Okay, let's get into it. So, what do light we up have? Blue Dream. Hold on, I'm gonna light my light my log up and I'll let you light up. Well, you know what? You should light up. Light up, up my split. You light your split first. Thanks. Um, and I'll go ahead and start talking. So, first article. You can label this, I guess, like some weed news and what the fuck news too, right? Um, Pittsburgh man. Let me light up. Hold on. You sure he's not a Florida man? <laughs> California man, we hey, moved down to Pennsylvania. Hey, slow down, slow down now. We off of Florida. We in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a man was arrested by undercover officers. This is coming via excuse me, WFMY News. Um, a Pittsburgh man was arrested by undercover officers after leaving, check this out, two pounds of weed in the Uber. Ouch. He, he had to be hot already he had to be a dummy like how you leave two pounds two whole pounds and over man ouch uh, so this was according to a criminal complaint the incident started when the uber driver contacted a, the police about a, a black bag that was left in his car he thought it was like a suspicious package or something mm-hmm. they say he just say thought it was, you know it was just a black bag he didn't know crazy nowadays this man was like i'm not taking no chance yeah come and get this backpack inside the bag police found two pounds of marijuana which was packed in a vacuum seal vacuum seal bag so investigators ended up coming up with malik malay 21 year old um this is a guy who he the bag belonged to so he contacted uber Via email. The guy, Malik, yeah. contacted Uber. Via email to get his bag back. Officers then tracked down Malet, Malay, down through Uber records. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and telephone numbers contacted him posing 
as the Uber driver. So, so they were trying to get him to come in. Right, right. So they posed as over the Uber two pounds. Two pounds. I mean, that's I mean that is intent to distribute yeah, yeah, depending on who. I could smoke two pounds after some time. Yeah, yeah. stale by the time I finish. Already back in sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he called Uber looking for them. Yep. Looking for his weed. Yep. And the police pretended to be the Uber driver, saying what? So the police said the Uber rider, Malay, Malet, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. They said he even texted the undercover officers a photo of the bag. Ooh. <laughs> so, like, he... He's telling on himself, yeah, but he you know thinks I mean? he's talking to Uber. Yeah, so, and he thinks they're being cool about it. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. So they said to meet at a local McDonald's. When Marlette met, he what he thought Almost was the Uber, driver. the Uber driver at the McDonald's. It was the police. They arrested him on drug possession charges and criminal use of a communication facility. But using Uber, they got him with oh. the... Over weed, though. Yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, it's too... So yeah, so basically is... he was supposed to... When he lost that bag, he was supposed to just let it go. Yeah, and The fact that he's... Yeah, that he tried to retrieve it via, you know, Uber, which he left it. He should have never left the fucking bag. That's what yeah, it boils that's... down to. Dang, but I mean... <laughs> would you have... I, I would you have contacted Uber if you left two pounds? I mean, I wouldn't have left two pounds of weed in the back of an Uber. Man, that's a tough decision. Would you have called and checked up on it? Um, I might have been tempted. I might have been tempted. That's the and then if they if they came back like, oh, yeah, 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 we got your stash. Yeah. Damn, that's kind of crazy that yeah, they got him like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really fucked up situation to be in. Um, But, like I said, he was... Um, he was arrested on drug possession and criminal use of communication facility. So, um, it's awaiting trial now. Uh, it doesn't imagine. even, yeah, it doesn't so say. Really, I don't even know if we'll even hear anything else about this. Um, but yeah, that's enough. Malik Millet. Yeah, man. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's a fucked up situation it's, to be in. The Uber drivers out there, you know, keep an eye out for those bags. It's kind of crazy that the Uber driver would report it to the police. But he didn't know it was weed. He just thought it was a bag bag. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even if he did, if somebody left two pounds of weed in an Uber driver's car, he probably would have flipped out. Like, you ain't driving with all that fucking weed in the car. Like, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know if I would have reported it. Well, of course not. (laughs) That's just me. Yeah, I wouldn't have reported it. Um... Homie would have had to bring me off a pound or something, but yeah, um, like we could work something out. Yeah, yeah. That's just me, though. That's just me. Well, but anyway, prayers for Malik. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, prayers up for him. And it's another uh, black man down. I hope he makes it through. Um, shit. Anyway, well, you want to take well, the next article? on the weed topic. Yeah, Blue um, Dream is smoking. Yeah, I came Old across pal. this article from uh, EurekaAlert.org. Mm. And it basically says a little bit of weed may actually change the teenage brain for the better. Uh oh. Mm hmm. So, so wait, I'm sorry, let me cut you off. What was the first age you remember smoking? When I started smoking. Yeah. I was about 11. Yeah. Yeah. 
me too. I smoked my first blunt at 11. And then I was, um, I probably started smoking like frequently high school years, you know, 15. Yeah, years. I mean, I had my my runs, my long stretches where I smoked consistently. Right. And then I had times where I took a break. Right. Um, but no, I was about 11. But I wasn't like... A recreational smoker at eleven. It's no, just, you know, whenever not. I went over to my stoner yeah, cousin's yeah, house. Yeah, 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 same here. Yeah, same here, same here. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, sorry about that. So, um, according to this article, teenagers who report using recre- recreational marijuana, mm-hmm. you know, a few times, they actually displayed an increased volume of numerous brain regions, mm-hmm. and this is according to a study of fourteen-year-olds from Ireland, England, France, and Germany. So what are they doing? Giving these kids weed? I don't think so. <laughs> They're not that lucky. Um, I think they just, it was based off of what the teenagers report. Have you used it, you know, sometimes, often, frequently? And in the study, they factored out other different variables like um, their gender, okay. their um, socioeconomic status, if they used nicotine, if they consumed alcohol. Mm. All of those were factored out and showed that the only difference between these teenagers that have um, more of this brain, it's actually more gray matter in certain regions of their brain. Um, that was the only difference. These teenagers who reported using just, you know, weed here and there, they smoke right. from time to time. Right. They have more um, gray matter in these certain areas. Okay. So, um, obviously, it's a very small study, 14 years old from Europe. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Additional studies would actually need to take place with a broader group of individuals, right. um, you know. But it's interesting to think about. I think. So, um, did they say it was like a particular group or some these people like doing these studies across these countries? Um, the, just... the name of the published uh, the research company, the company that did the research, J Neurosci. Mm-hmm. Um, so they conducted the research yeah. for the correlation supposedly between um, adolescent brain development okay. and um, THC. The sh- yeah, the report, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just skimming the article. Yeah, that's fine. It's Catherine Orr, mm. Hugh Graven, and their colleagues. Um, and they're from J Neuroci. Okay. But um, like I said, I would like to see what kind of studies, you know, if there is a correlation. A lot of people, everybody knows you're more creative when, tend to be more creative when you smoke. And I know that applies. Yeah, especially if you're on the right sativa. <laughs> yeah, that applies to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you go through this time when you're an adolescent, you're, things are growing rapidly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like maybe... Not necessarily, not necessarily beneficial. Oh, fuck it, I'll say it. Maybe it might be beneficial if we smoked, you know, during our teenage year. I know I certainly did, and I never had a complaint. Not at all. Not at all. So, yeah. Thought outside of the box a little bit. You know what I mean? And still on the same chill vibe. So, yeah. Um, Made me who I am today. Right, right, right. Oh, man, I feel like if it's um, in a somewhat controlled um, manner, I think 
I don't see a problem with it. I mean, that's just my take. But <clears throat> that teenagers drinking and smoking <sighs> cigarettes. Exactly. I feel like you know, we were teenagers. You know, we were gonna do it anyway. And and it's really not you to know. compare weed to nicotine and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah not at all. But um, I mean, it's just. But like you said, they're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, we did it anyway. Our parents did it anyway. Our grandparents did it anyway. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like we all made it. Exactly. Oh um, man. But it's. it's promising to see scientific data backing up yeah yeah this um blue dreams got me feeling yeah. real nice I oh, feel what do you got? i think we said yeah it's on me um i want to talk about um a little comparison um in cases different cases but i want your opinion on time sentencing um I know we're not judges, and no. you know I only feel the man above us can judge us. But um, I want to talk about, in all fairness, I want to describe like two cases. Sentencing lengths. Yeah, let me let me describe the cases to you, right? So, you you and I can both agree that our justice system is a piece of shit for the most part, right? In my experience. Um. <laughs> We may all be equal on the moral law, but no man's law in the legal system. Like, it's... Well, usually in our justice system, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to be politically correct. It seems like black people get targeted. Black and, you know, brown people um, get more harsh Mm -hmm. punishments, harsher punishments. When I'm not high, I usually have perfect grammar. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got you. We're good. No, but Um, I mean, it's obvious, of course. Um, Look at Brock Turner. You have um, this white guy who was caught raping a woman behind a dumpster. And I think he got like three months because the judge didn't want to ruin his life. Yeah. Malik, I'm sure, <laughs> who yeah, yeah um, with, with the weed in the Uber, yeah, yeah, left the weed in the Uber. Yeah, it's probably pretty fucked. Oh yeah, I'm sure of it. We can almost guarantee and, that. I don't. Okay, so yeah, I, I, let me not take you away from the. No, article, no, but, it's all good. Let me get into it. So, um, former Columbus Division Police Sergeant um, Dean Worthington was given a nine-year sentence for possession and distribution of child pornography. Dean Worthington, where was he from? Um, he Did was Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Uh, possession Ohio. and distribution? Of child pornography, right? But listen, it gets better. <coughs> Excuse me, but in his case, it gets better. This was suspended to just 90 days in the county jail $5,000 fine. Wait, $5,000 fine? $5,000 fine. Oh, fine, sorry. Added to make it feel more just, I suppose, right? So, so three months in county plus $5,000? Yeah. And register as a sex offender. And I'm register sure. as a sex offender. But I mean, three months? Three months, right? Um... For one, let me ask you, do you feel that that's fair at all? No, I think it should be more than three months. Um, But I mean, at that point, what would I 
think is fair. Probably three to five years. Like, child porn, not supposed to be taking it seriously everybody was outraged at r kelly right like yeah <laughs> that's not even i don't even want to give i that know shit but I, supposedly yeah. this pisses us off yeah, yeah. but three yeah. months like are we three only pissed for three months so keep that in the back of your mind right okay um with all that being said and i'm getting this this article comes from high times um this portion comes from high times, but of course, this is, these are real cases, real people. Um, a Jabari Huntsbury was sentenced to 63 months in prison. Five years, three months. Right. For marijuana distribution of the charges. So let me tell you how. We. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you the laws that he broke. Right. Where is he from? Is it? Well, I'm going to okay. get into all of this, right? Huntsbury had been convicted of mailing a package of marijuana from California to his neighbor's house in Abbeville, Louisiana in 2014. Postal inspectors believed that he had been shipping cannabis from California to Louisiana using different names and addresses. They also determined that $300,000 had been transferred to Huntsbury's source of the marijuana in California. That's why they arrested him. That's why. They, they want their tax. Of course. You can't yeah. be, can't get too big. Well, you can't get too big. And I mean, at that point, you could have afforded to drive the shit. Yeah. Like you're being lazy. To yeah. Making so that much money. Let's not get away from. Okay. Yeah. These are all. These but are crimes. still. Okay. These are, these are, these yeah, are federal. Yeah. We're talking federal these are crimes. crimes. They're both you guilty. You know what I mean? Right. But one is. Um. Yeah, yeah, so let me get a little bit further into his Damn, case. weed is such a victimless crime. Uh, let's get a little further into his case. Authorities initiated a controlled delivery of one of the packages and arrested Huntsbury after the package was accepted at USPS uh, mail labels, money wire transfer receipts. Two firearms, handwritten records of pot transaction were discovered during the search of his home. It's just weed, though. It's weed. But okay, so... So, yeah, um, with all that being said, um, I'm going to get into what he's... Those are his charges, right? So let me get into what, you know, his time and sentencing is looking like. So it says Huntsbury was convicted in a federal court of one count of conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute marijuana, one count of unlawful use of communication facility, one count of possession with intent to distribute marijuana, and one count of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. He will also be required to serve two years on parole after his release. Well, I mean, so he's already a felon. He's already a felon. So Why are you testing fate like yeah yeah so no now let's not just drove it bro (laughs) either way i am completely joking i am not do not advocate for breaking Uh, any federal laws (laughs) but if you're already gonna break the federal law and mail it like you might as well be a little bit more all right so cautious right okay making three you're making good money off of this. I got you. Go ahead and get why it Why would you? I'm sorry. Yeah, like, why would you? All right, I'm done. I'm done. It's done. You sure? For now. 
right, so uh, Mr. Huntsbury, with all that being said, you went in on his case, and you also went in on Dean Worthington. Yeah, Mr. Dean Worthington out of Ohio. Was it Worthington? You high, you like to make shit up. His name is is Worthington. It is Worthington. Damn. Great matter in your brain, huh? Yeah, I started talking. So listen, um, comparing cases in the sentencing 90 days for Mr. Child pornography. In five years. So, here's the thing, though. I didn't really get into, like, Dean Worthington's, like, charges or charges, right? So, let me get into it, because I, I can't get into <coughs> Mr. Huntsbury's. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's just be fair. So, this is also coming from high times. They say, um, in Mr. Worthington's case, child pornography is a horrific crime that involves... Production, distribution, and consumption of the images. Wait, production. Oh yeah. So he's. he's so he's downloading the these. You no, know, he's downloading these videos and shit to his phone, saving them to his phone, and maybe. Oh, let me get, let me read it. Okay. So, the children are sexually abused. In order to produce the image, duh, motherfucker. Right, right. <laughs> the children are sexually abused in order to produce so the is images. He sexually abusing the children to produce the images because can, that's a little more than. Can just... you let me read, yes. madam? Sorry, I'm so interested. I, I'm gonna get to it. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're interested. <laughs> the images are distributed and redistributed to countless others, indefinitely, causing revictimization and long-term emotional trauma. Duh. This harm is magnified every time that material is circulated or downloaded. Anyway, um, they don't go into too many details, but he had um, downloaded this material, this child pornography material to his phone. Um, My man has six cell phones. Six? I don't know. Kevin Gates, I got two phones. No, he got Six of them just things. Just for what? The photo storage? Yeah, man. Just to keep all his images. Dang. So they found six cell phones and other electronic devices that contain... So probably laptops. Oh, yeah, man. He was... And he got 90 days. 90 days, $5,000 fine. You got registered as a sex offender. So, in comparisons, right? You got my man on the other hand, on the other end, $300,000 worth of... Profit. Well, profit with a pistol. But and, you I mean, know. nobody was victimized and re-victimized and re-victimized. The only per- the only victim is the people who didn't get to collect the tax. Hey, because hey, I get it. I'm, I want to know what. You know how what much I mean? weed did they say he was trying to mail? Um, because you can fly out of California. Well, well, you can fly out of LAX. No, this guy lived in. Louisiana, though. But he, he mailed was, it from California. Yeah, yeah. So, how, I mean, you still can't mail any weed, obviously. Yeah, that's a federal crime. That's just so dumb, but you could fly with it. <laughs> Bro, why didn't you just fly? How much was it? This is 2000. This happened in 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, this happened in 2014. Yeah. And I'm sure you're talking about the 
this man got 300,000 worth. Yeah, this it's is not, not a couple ounces. No, this is not an ounce <laughs> worth of weed. Like, come on. Well, um, damn. No, I don't. I still don't. <clears throat> excuse me. That warrants a five-year sentence, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't. I don't think it warrants a sentence at all. I don't find anything morally wrong with what he did. My own personal belief, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, see I why he needs to go to jail at all for you. that. Like, if anything, give him a five thousand dollar fine. Like, you can afford it. And community, not community service, probation. And oh yeah, fuck it, community service too. Yeah. But the child pornographer, I mean, five years would be lenient for that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say five to eight, not given six cell phones worth. Like, and you're in. Yeah, but yeah. He got off three months. But he got off three months. Well. Three months and five thousand dollar fine. I mean, so. Do you think it's because, um, like, what's the bias? Is it a racial bias? Is it because Um, No, I honestly don't even think in this one. I think, I'm not going to say it's all the way race. I think race, of course, would have something to do with it. But I think um, just a crime against marijuana. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it is a (laughs) class one. Substance one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Schedule one control. So I can never get the verbiage of that right. Because it doesn't. One. You know why? Because it doesn't fucking make it's sense. It's not supposed That's to why. be in the same yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to. Like precious. Yeah, that shit is silly. It's silly. But um, you know, in wrapping up, there is another article I want to speak on um, from Hot Times, just briefly, um, and this comes via AJ Harrington. I got read a few of his articles. He's got pretty um, some pretty good work. Um, he's a writer for High Times. But anyway, he speaks on um, black people being targeted in Philadelphia um, for marijuana crimes. Of course, even in despite of the decriminalization um, cannabis in Philly um, four years ago. So it's not criminalized right. anymore. <clears throat> Right, but black people me. are still being targeted. It's black people are For still what? being targeted. It's the city of Philly. You know what I mean? Um, like it's, I mean, it's not just them. I don't want to. I don't want to just point them out. But um, as we know, Philly, um, amongst other cities, um, you know, it's it's a target place for for young black men, old black men. But what men. are they targeting um, them for? Weed? It's not a crime anymore. Well, I'm confused. So let me read. Let me go on and read what, what, it, what it says. So, given the equal use of marijuana by persons of different races, the fact that 80% of the arrests continue to be black suspects cannot be justified on the grounds that more blacks than white possess marijuana. This is coming from uh, David Rogowski, um a civil rights attorney who filed racial bias lawsuits against the city of Philly. Um, but the police, like, really don't have an explanation of why. Yeah, because they're just being racist. If, exactly. So, <laughs> of course, not only, like, black men get arrested in large quantities in Philly, but, now you know what I mean? Targeted. They're targeted for crimes like cannabis. And, I mean, I feel as though... Even I don't give a damn how many 
listeners we have like we have a platform we have a voice and shit like this needs to be spoken about about. um that's why we have a voice absolutely we can use it like absolutely okay so we identified this problem in philly yeah black males being targeted more so what's gonna be done about it i mean are we gonna protest Um, right like um Rodney King got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I believe what they're shooting for um, in Philly is um, to just have the marijuana policy taken completely out of the hands of, like... The local... Yeah, of the government, yeah. You know what I mean? Period. Um, Of the city, of... Yeah, because they're obviously not handling it. Yeah, they're not handling it well. um, Because there's no reason, like, numbers should be... Like, like black the people, yeah, should be spiked like that. Yeah, so, um, let me, I'm going to read briefly on a little bit of these tickets and arrests. So, they said, um, the article says, since the criminalization in Philly, uh, those caught with small amounts of cannabis are issued citations instead of being arrested. The fine for simple possession is $25, while public consumption will set an offender back $100. So in 2017, police wrote more than 4,200 cannabis citations. Just in Philadelphia? Just in Philly. And the data collected so far for 2018 indicates that the year-end total will be similar. Um, this is going into 2018. And it's mostly black people getting these citations. It's mostly black people, absolutely. So and, um, they, <coughs> it goes on to say that it's still like $300,000 worth of fines unpaid for, but... The fact yeah, that, you know what I mean? He wants to pay $100 Yeah, these are, these are bogus. But anyway, um, whatever's going on in Philly, like, it's time to shine the spotlight on it. If it's um, yeah, speak on it. unjust, like, corrupt, like, it needs to be talked about. It needs to be spoke on. So anytime these type of things come up, um, I want to use our platform to speak on these. and That's what it's here for. Yeah, I salute. Um, the author A.J. Harrington um, for his for his um, you know his interest in this and writing in this this is really yeah. dope and I really wanted to um, say something about it so anyway Blunts are out um, I definitely enjoyed our chat it's and been real gave um, me some things to think about indeed indeed um, shout out to all of our listeners um we appreciate y'all. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Smoke with us, no chat doubt. with us. No doubt. All right, signing off. Until next time. Peace and love. God bless.